you've been learning about value investing, finance, just regular investment for a while now, but you don't know where to go next. You're getting confused about the vast amount of information on the internet. You don't want to waste your time on crap information. You want good information um, and reliable information. In this series of videos on value investing and finance education, you will find those answers to those questions and much more. My name is Jason Rivera. Welcome to Value Investing and Finance Education. Hey, Jason here. Today, I'm going to answer a question verbally if you're watching this on YouTube, visually if you're watching this on YouTube, verbally if you're listening to this via the podcast. I earlier answered a question on Quora that somebody asked, do you have proof that cash flow is better than earnings? Okay, I took that as a little bit of a challenge, wanted to think about it, and obviously, I if you watch this at all, you know net, I think net income or earnings is crap for the most part. Um, so I went through a scenario with this, um, in this Quora answer, pretty long answer, I think it was probably around a thousand words, and so I'm going to recap that information here for you because I think it's important uh, because as deep value investors we pretty much always look at cash flow to some degree to me it's one of the most important numbers uh, along with operating margin free cash flow to sales margin um, ROIC stuff like that it's one of the most important things to that I look at personally and I know that many value investors feel the same way. So I hope I wanted to share this with you in case you would rather learn visually or um, audioly instead of reading something. So the scenario went down is there, let's say there's two companies. Company one is has a net income of $1 million, which is earnings. Net income is earnings. Has a net income of $1 million. But it has to put 100% of its net income back into the business every year just to sustain the business to buy new equipment, to upgrade equipment, to repair equipment, um, stuff like that. All, pretty much all of their net income every year goes towards sustaining the business and buying equipment. That's where almost 100% of the value in their company is, in their equipment. This brings several problems. First, if a company has has to do this and has zero money left over to do things like hiring new people, expanding operations, um, working to cut efficiencies because that requires costs and time and knowledge to do that and usually those people are higher skilled and you have to pay them. Um, also prevents you from expanding geographically based on your usage of just the net income. I'm not factoring that into this equation at all right now. We'll get to that in a little bit. This this also means that it's sustaining the business. It's not growing the business. It's just maintaining the business. Has to use 100% of its capital 
to just maintain the business, not grow, not do anything except for sustain. If a company has to do this, it also means the company has zero margin of safety. Because if something comes up, let's say a piece of equipment breaks, and while it's still under warranty, great, you'll get your money back or you get a new piece, another piece of equipment, whatever. Let's say the company that you need, that you're buying the equipment from, they're back ordered by three months. So you're pretty much SOL for three months and that side of the business comes to a halt. Zero income, zero revenue, whatever for three months because, or you have to take out owner's debt on bad terms to sustain this operation. Again, I'm not talking about equity. I just wanna keep things as simple as possible in this um, example. Uh, and I'll get to all of debt and more debt and equity stuff later. So there's no margin of safety. The company has zero. Sorry there, lost you. Got a message. So the company has essentially zero real world profits because it has to plow all of its money back into equipment. Almost 100% of the value of the company is within its equipment. And there's zero margin of safety. Plus the company is just sustaining just sustaining it's not growing it's not doing anything it's just sustaining its operations doesn't sound like a very good opportunity correct second company works in the same industry has has same net income one million dollars but because of their efficiencies they've got in their processes or whatever they only have to use 80% of their net income to, to um, for capital expenditures to sustain the business. So in other words, they have 20% left over, or $200,000 in this, in this case, to reinvest in the business, to hire people, to work on getting more efficiencies, to do more and better marketing, to expand geographically, whatever it wants to do. has 20% more capital. So, not only does this give the company two more options, it makes them safer as an investment because they have margin of safety. It gives them massive optionality. If they do more and better marketing, hire people, create efficiencies, they're going to increase their profit margins and sales uh, revenue and market share and all these things compared to company one. Plus, let's say they earn, and I'm gonna copy this from the, because um, I don't remember the exact numbers, I'm gonna copy this and put it in the video below from the core answer. The numbers, it will increase the value of the company within five years if they can invest their $200,000 per year at a 10% rate per year. It'll increase the value of their company by about $1.3 million over a five year period compared to company one, which is just stagnating at about a million dollars a year. So there's all these things that, that prove cash flow is better than net income. So how, how does this work kind of on the balance sheet, income statement, cash flow statement, all that kind of stuff? Net income is on the income statement. You bring net income when you do the cash flow statement, you bring net income, which is the bottom line of the cash flow statement or the income statement, you bring it to the top line of the cash flow statement and you add and subtract things like capital expenditures from there. 
whatever is left over uh, is your free cash flow. For company one, that is zero. For company two, in this scenario, this is $200,000 per year, earning 10% percentage points per year uh, that they can invest. So company two is the far better investment Investment in this case, all thing, things remaining equal. Now, and I didn't talk about this in the core answer. Company one, which will actually make things even worse. If company one, or when, because issues always comes up, come up, when an issue comes up, company one will either have to do one of two things. It will have to, or one of three things. It will have to put off buying equipment, which will lower revenue, uh, lower profitability, that stuff. It'll have to issue debt or to have to issue equity. And if it has to issue debt or equity, it will be on terms that are not favorable to the company, which will further decrease the value of the company. Or in the case of debt, make their costs rise even more, which will lower profitability even further. So company two, on the other hand, because they have a margin of safety, if something comes up, they won't be screwed. They can still either buy another piece of equipment if they need to in this scenario, uh, put a rush on the order, uh, buy, buy from another supplier. They don't have to issue debt or equity on owner on bad terms for them if they don't want to. While all while still investing in the company and uh, investing at a ten percent rate of return, so this gives again company two far more optionality, much bigger margin of safety, and makes company two far more valuable of the entity. So do these points necessarily? Prove like the question asker on Cora asked. If they don't prove that cash flow is better, I don't know what does. Um, and this is a simplified scenario. You can get even more further into things, talking about how cash flow or how net income is far easier to manipulate than cash flow. Um, how net income isn't really a real world profitability metric because it doesn't count things like capital expenditures, stuff like that, which we just talked about a little bit. Uh, all these things, we can get way more complex, but I wanted to keep things as simple as possible in this um, answer to make things as easy to understand as possible because the more Ideal, especially with private businesses, because all co all public companies have cash flow statements. Years was it three, four years ago, five, maybe five years ago, max. I started talking to more private business owners and uh, private companies, and almost zero of them have a cash flow statement. Or if they do, they have never looked at it, which is just kind of crazy when it, when I first came across it to me. Um, because almost 100% of business owners fo focus on the P&L, of private business owners focus on the P&L, which is the equivalent of the income statement. That's fine. But to me, the cash flow statement and balance sheet should take about up about 90 to 95% of your mental bandwidth, strength, whatever you want to turn it. You should spend about 90 to 95% of your time 
when you're looking at those three statements on the cash flow statement and the balance sheet. Why? Net income, again, income statement is far more easy to manipulate. Doesn't show real world operational profitability. Um, doesn't count things like capital expenditures, stuff like that. It doesn't, frankly, to me, show as much information. And almost all private business owners focus only on the P&L, or again, the income statement. I still actually, every pretty much every client we talk to, they can get me their P&L like that, their balance sheet, pretty quickly. It takes them a little while to get the cash flow statement. <laughs> and I don't... Well, I understand why, because most people focus on earnings, which is net income, because it's, A, it's easy, B, it's reported everywhere on a public company, um, stocks and private business owners take their cues from private business or public businesses uh, to a great degree, and fewer people talk about cash flow. But to me, cash flow is, if not the most important number, it's one of the most important numbers to look at. I don't look at net income for any of the companies I own at all, except for when I'm comparing it to things like cash flow, owner's earnings, or operating profit to show how bad it is as a number. So, I hope you like this video. I hope you like the extra context that I didn't put in the, um, that I didn't put it in the Quora answer, which should be linked above, below, whatever you're watching on this video, or if you're watching on a podcast, should be in the description, hopefully. My team will put it in there. If you want to see that answer and whatever comments come after that or after the answer gets posted, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts or you can click on it and you should be able to see it and get some more context. Uh, if you're just watching on here or listening on the podcast, thanks for listening. I hope this brought you a ton of value. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, if I missed something, let me know. Uh, again, I know I left some stuff out when it came to this analysis, but I wanted to keep for the purposes of the core answer. I wanted to keep things as uh, simple as possible. So I purposely left some stuff out, but if I left something out that you think is super important, let me know uh, in the comments. And uh, watch or like, love, share, subscribe. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the notification or the bell and the notification so you're notified every time we release a new video. If you're watching on a pod or listening on a podcast, make sure you like, love, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, deeply appreciate it. Thanks for watching. Have a great day. Talk soon.